in today's show. We're looking ahead to week 23 in the NBA for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePix.com and the promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are going to talk week 23 schedule. Just quickly, though, before we do that, if you listened to this show four days ago, you knew that the Portland Trailblazers were shutting it down. And now we get the report from Shams that the Blazers are leaning towards shutting Damian Lillard down for the season. Let me tell you about this lean. This lean is so horizontal, he's asleep. Simons is done. Grant is done. Nurkic is done. Lillard is done. Barring something completely weird happening, that is it for them. That was it for them Thursday after that game. Like I thought we might get one more Lillard game, um, but those others are done. We haven't heard that reporting from Simons or about Simons or about Grant or about Nurkic, but what I have been told is, as I was told in the middle of last week, that that's it for them, that they're packing it in. So we're really firing up Shaden Sharp, Trendon Watford, um, Drew Eubanks, and then you look at some other guys. Keon Johnson is an interesting name to look at. Got more run than Archer Jackano, who was a starter in Cam Reddish last game. Keon's a very interesting player. I think he's going to have 12-team league value at some point. Maybe that is over Reddish and Thibault because they were really bad. And I don't know what their plan is with those guys. But Watford and Sharp are the clear, clear guys there as they were. Well, no, that's not true. I thought Reddish would be a strong option, but they went with Sharp over him. So we go with Sharp and Watford. Then we go Reddish, Johnson, um, Thibel, Archer Jackano, really in that sort of an order. They're the guys that I would be focusing on there. But again, if and I believe Damian Lillard still is on a can't cut list on Yahoo, which again, you should never use pre-programmed can't cut lists because again, you are at the mercy of someone making a decision and waiting to make that call when you could have dropped Lillard four days ago and you would have been well within your rights to do it. And you could have freed stuff up and got more players in. Um... But yeah, that's where we're at with that. That is the reporting from old mate Sham Sharania that Lillard is leaning towards shutting it down. Sorry, the Blazers are leaning towards shutting him down. But I'm here to tell you that that is, unless something bizarre changes, Lillard, Simons, Nurkic, Grant are done. They're done. That Unless something really strange happens, they're done. And they have been done since the middle of last week. And now, let's look at the schedule. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, we've had a bunch of weeks where the most games we've had is 10. I reckon we've had about four weeks in a row where it's been nine game days, eight game days, and nothing else. Now the NBA is bringing out the big guns, and we really, really have to be cautious of what we're doing streaming-wise. It's very, our roster choices are very segmented this week because we've got some big boy days and some uh, little boy days. We've got eight games on Monday. We've got six on Tuesday. That starts off pretty normally. That's a pretty usual week. 10 on Wednesday, okay, we've had that a couple of times. That was like this week happening. Week 22, we had a 10-game Wednesday, no problem. And then is where things get wacky. 
Two games on Thursday. What? 13 games on Friday. My guy, settle down. Two games on Saturday. Two games on Saturday. What? And 13 games on Sunday. I know there's stuff with NCAA tournament mixed in there and, and taking days off for stuff like that. I'm, I'm sure that's part of it. But man, that is a wild distribution of games. 2-13, 2-13. And in nearly every situation, the 13 game days, Friday and Sunday, you will not have active roster spots to stream. Now you might because a million of you guys might get injured or rested and you're sitting out and you shouldn't be playing fantasy at this point of the year. Have I made that point before? Yeah, I have. You shouldn't be playing fantasy at this point of the year, but I'm still here doing shows. And I'm telling you now that on those days, if you've if everyone's playing, you're not going to have room to stream guys in. You might because you'll just have a bunch of players that are out for the season looking at you, Larry Markinen, looking at you, perhaps Colin Sexton. Looking at you, Keldon Johnson or Devin Vassell or Jeremy Sohan. But who knows if we find out, Terry Rogier or Kelly Oubre. I don't know what we're going to find out. But we might have that stuff open up. And then you're going to have interesting things happening. But as it sits on the surface, there's some stinking days. Some really, really hard days to get much, to much, get much going on. In terms of the week, no five-game teams, no two-game teams. We're back to big volume of four-gamers. 18 teams play four games. We've had lots of two-game weeks over the last couple of weeks, which is not usual, but it has plagued our fantasy playoffs. Now we're back to full weeks. 18 teams with four games, 12 teams with three games. The real schedule highlights here are the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm not really going to talk about the individual players' huge amounts in this show, but I'm going to tell you right now that they are the only team that plays four quality games. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. They play on the two two-game days, which is a pretty weird schedule. They are the only team that does that. In fact, there is no other team that even plays three quality games. They have a two quality game advantage on everybody. Meaning, Josh Richardson, who might play 20 minutes. Herb Jones, who has stunk like dog shit the last two games. Larry Nance, who's barely getting 17 minutes. The fact that you can use them on Tuesday and Saturday, and there's nobody else that you can do that with, helps. It makes them more valuable. It makes the, oh man, what is Jones doing? Because all he has to do is pop off in one of or two of those games and you're actually able to use him and you're not wasting roster spots getting one person for one day. Same with Richardson. It might get weird and you might get a Kyra Lewis or something chucked in there or Dyson Daniels. But they have a two quality game advantage over every team. That is really unheard of. Well, it's not un unheard of is the right word. It just is uncommon. You just don't see it very often. And that is just really pointing towards those guys on that Pelicans team being a, a much... Look, if you've got McCullum or Ingram or Valanciunas, huge advantage there. Not as much of an advantage because you, you'd play them on high-volume days anyway. Same with like Trey Murphy, usually Trey Murphy anyway. But the fringe guys, the Joneses, the Richardsons, Nance, if anything else weird happens like Hernan Gomez or Hayes or something, but that's unlikely to be a case. Like Zion's not coming back. Alvarado's not coming back this week. But your Jones and Richardson, they should be absolute hot commodities on the waiver wire because of this quality game advantage. Flick to these other three teams. It stinks for them. Brooklyn, the Lakers, and the Spurs. The Nets had the best quality game schedule this current week, week 22. Four quality games, weekend back-to-back, -back, beautiful. They don't play a single game on a low volume day. They play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So do the Lakers, so do the Spurs. So if you're holding fringe Spurs players, because you don't even know if they're going to play, Sohan, Vassell, well, not, Vassell's not really a fringe guy, but yeah, Sohan, Vassell, Collins, Branham, Jones. Will you actually even play them, if healthy, on those days? You could make an argument for Johnson and Vassell, maybe for Collins. 
But what if you only get two games out of them? And it's not like you won't have a replacement sitting on your bench on that high volume day. A decision probably needs to be made with a lot of these guys, whether you cut them or not. And the same goes in Brooklyn. Like Royce O'Neal has been playing well, uh, pretty uh, solidly off the bench. But Dayron Sharp, great stream to get some extra games in across last week. You're not going to use them. Uh, Cam Johnson maybe even falls into this. He's been struggling a lot. Finney Smith clearly falls into it. If Dinwiddie and Bridges are the guys that you would hold and start through that. But otherwise, you don't play these guys. The Lakers, it's Anthony Davis, right? But then we've seen the, the value. Now, Austin Reeves is an interesting one because he's been playing really well. Is he good enough to start on a 13-game day? He probably is, actually. D'Angelo Russell's up and down, but like replacing him with Schroeder, I don't think I'd want to start him on a high-volume day. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want Jared Vanderbilt or a, a, just trying a win in Gabriel or a Troy Brown or Malik Beasley or something like that. It's probably Davis and Reeves. So yeah, Russell, depending on health. Right, so the stream value of those teams is done. It's cooked. And if you've got uncertainty like the Spurs players, it's really, really hard to look at them as guys that need to be rostered, unfortunately. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not daily fantasy with salary caps. It's not daily fantasy against thousands of competitors. It's you versus player projections. Price Picks will put it up, and you just say more or less. They might say Austin Reeves, six and a half assists. You know, this guy's dishing them. So let's go more. Or you might see Anthony Davis, two and a half blocks. That's a lot, but it's Davis. There's a chance he goes more as well. If you choose between two to six of those, you can get up to 25 times entry feedback. It's easy to do. You can do it in under 60 seconds. You can do it in over 30 US states. You can do it in the majority of Canadian provinces and territories. And you can do it for sports that aren't just the NBA. You can do it for Major League Baseball, season starting really soon. The NHL, whatever's left of college basketball at the time you listen to this. You can do it for European basketball, you can do it for cricket, you can do it for PGA, you can do it for NASCAR, you can do it for MMA, you can do it for boxing in your course, you can do it for disc golf. No pickleball yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's look at some streaming options for the week. As I said, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, they're all bad. Wednesday, less bad, but all bad for streaming. There are fewer quality games this week than there are in other weeks. Obviously, there's only the three, or Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, four days of real streaming targets, maybe Wednesday. So getting the right days and targeting the right players, and we'll talk more about this later, is super important. It's not going to be name value or perceived value or even in a vacuum value for a lot of these guys. It's about getting the guys who play on the right day. So we've just spoken about the value of the Blazers. They have four games this week, but... The only day that's a low-volume day they play is Monday. Now, you probably squeeze Sharp and Watford in on Wednesday with 10 games on, but Friday and Sunday, maybe not. Eubanks, probably almost definitely not, and definitely not a Reddish or a Thibel or an Archer Jackano or a Keon Johnson. You're probably not going to use those guys. So while what we said earlier is more in line with talking about Roto Leagues and just the general concept of adding those players, and again, I think Sharp and Watford probably push through that barrier and become really strong. I'm not certain you're going to be able to use them Friday, Saturday you might only get one game out of these players. You might, you probably get two. You probably use them Wednesday. And then Sharp and Watford, you'll get four. But the Eubankses and Keons and Reddishes and Thibels, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that you're going to get huge, huge end-of-week use out of them. After Monday, or especially after Wednesday, you probably cut them off. 
you probably get other guys in. So targeting the right guys the right days where our weekly projections um, are really valuable over on Basketball Monster because you can tick what days you want and see who's playing what day and where the value actually lies. And seeing you know, that getting zero games out of certain players is obviously less impactful than getting 20 minutes out of Ayodosumu on a, on a low-volume day. He's a bad example because he doesn't play on. He only plays on the Monday low volume day. But nearly so many of these four game teams, nearly every one of them, plays Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So four game weeks, they're not quite that good. There is only one or is two three game teams that play two quality games: the Celtics and the Heat. So those three game teams can be better than a bunch of four game teams: Grizzlies, Knicks, Rockets, Blazers, Bulls, Suns, Thunder. Pistons, Kings, they've all got four, but they all only play like on Monday. So getting the right guys in at the right time is important. Back-to-backs, some of these can be misleading as well. Sunday, Monday, heading from week 22 to week 23. If you're up and you know you're going to win and you, or you want someone in, look for the guys who play both days. Dallas, Minnesota, Portland, Chicago, Houston. Quite a lot of options. That that makes it really good for, for um, Portland is getting your Keons and uh, obviously you've got your Sharps and Watfords and Reddish and Thibault because you get the back-to-back. But there's five teams there with some pretty interesting stream options. DeRozan looks like he'll return for Chicago, so that limits the value of Kobe White, um, Caruso, those sort of guys. But you can get a little bit of extra there. Two for one, the value is in the volume. Monday, Tuesday, the only team with a Monday, Tuesday, which is the eight, six-day combo, is the Pelicans. That is why Herbert Jones is on the thumbnail of this video. The Pelicans play Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe some value there with 10 games on Wednesday. Depends. You got the Thunder. We hope Shea plays. He played uh, played the last back-to-back. You got the, the Grizzlies. We don't assume that anyone's sitting on that back-to-back. And we've got the Heat, who may sit somebody, but probably not. They're sort of in the mix of seeding at the moment. So they should be okay, although we have to watch Kyle Lowry um, in that one to see whether he's ready to go. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. If we go the pseudo back-to-back, skipping the 10-game Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, We've got the Pelicans, look at that. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, pretty bloody good. And then you've got the Celtics with the Tuesday-Thursday combination. They only play three games, but Tuesday-Thursday is really, really strong for them. Really strong. Wednesday-Thursday back-to-back is the Bucks, so that is a downgrade for Chris Middleton. Wednesday is a 10-game day, so your stream value of a Connaughton or Ingles, he probably plays. He's playing some most back-to-backs. Um, you know, Portis, those sort of guys. There is a little bit of a boost there for them, but it is a 10-game Wednesday. And then if you look Thursday, Friday, this is the Celtics run. They've got three games in four nights. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, they play. They are the only team, and we'll talk about this later. I might as well say it now. They're the only team that doesn't play on the weekend, Boston. So after Friday, you drop them. And if you've got fringe Celtics players... They might not be used on Friday. You could move on. So the rock DJ, Robbie Williams, we fingers crossed hope that he plays the Thursday of the back-to-back and not the Friday. Because I reckon you could drop him then, especially if it's your finals week. Then you get opportunities on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, although Saturday is really the only stream day there. But the Celtics play the Tuesday, Thursday, Friday combination in the middle of the week. The Nuggets have the Thursday, Friday as well. Again, your fringe Nuggets, your Bruce Browns, your KCPs. It's probably it, really. You're not getting, not probably not starting them on a 13-game Friday. The Thursday-Saturday, surrounding the 13-game Friday, it's only the Pelicans, guys. It's all about the Pelicans. And then Friday-Saturday, back-to-back, 13 games into two, it's the Clippers. So Kawhi sitting, maybe, probably, I guess so. And then Saturday-Sunday, two games into 13 is the Mavericks. We 
Kyrie's dealing with his plantar fasciitis. Maybe he sits. Maybe you can get a Jaden Hardy game in. And if it is, you hope that Kyrie sits on the Saturday. So you can actually use a Hardy or a Josh Green um, or even a Reggie Bullock on the Saturday versus using on the Sunday when you're not going to get really um, any sort of significant any sort of significant value out of it. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here. You've got a favorite Built Bar, I know that. You've got a favorite Built Puff as well. And you can go and support them because they need all the support you can get. You go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. I'm going to vote cookies and cream. That's what you should vote too. But one of the good things about voting for your favorite flavor is 50 locked on listeners will get a free box of Built Bar. And one lucky listener is going to get a 12-month subscription to Built Bar. A box of Built Bars sent to your house every month. Unbelievable. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. That is their secret. They're giving that secret away to all competitors. I don't know why no one's picking up on it, but it is the secret. And they are high in protein, low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar. You can get them straight off the website. You can get them in store now as well. So go to builtmarchmanders.com. You can vote once a day during March and get yourself in with a chance to win those free Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. A streaming plan for the week. It's just Pelicans. Like, it's just just got to be Pelicans. They own a team that play the four quality games. No one else plays three. It's got to be them. In the other spot, if you've even got another spot, you, know, you add your Pelicans. Start of the week, done. We're ready with that. The other spot, you can sort of just stream in on these days, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Pick and choose what you want. There's no real huge, I'm going to get two games advantage by doing this and doing that. There's no, we'll talk about this in a second. There's no real teams that have gigantic gaps during the week. It's all about sort of picking and choosing your spots. You've got four days to do it. One ad's on a Pelican. So you've got four days, three games. So if you four days, three moves left. And the only team that's playing the combination, they're Monday, Tuesday, Pelicans. Tuesday, Thursday, that's Boston. So your Brogdons and Whites. But there's not that much in terms of Boston there. And then Thursday, Saturday, Pelicans. So, you know, you don't have many other teams you can crack in with. So maybe you get like an extra person on Monday. You go Celtic Tuesday, Thursday. But again, like who is who are you trying? Grant Williams, maybe? It's not much. And then back to the Pelicans again, like just different teams. It's a very weird week and maximizing games is very, very tough. Very tough. In terms of front and back loading for the week, the Bucks and the Pelicans play three games Monday through Thursday. As you're well aware, the Pelicans go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. The Bucks go Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. The Spurs, Lakers, and Nets don't play until Wednesday. They're the teams with the worst schedule this week. No quality games at all. They go Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So they don't play the first two days, and they play all high-volume days. So again, if you do want to move off from these, some of these players, anyone who's fringy, so it's probably not Claxton or Bridges or Dinwiddie. It's not Davis. It's maybe not Reeves. And in the Spurs, I think it's... Nobody who's a must. You might be better off served, especially because you don't know if they're going to play. You might be better off moving on. That's a tough call. To the end of the week, Denver play three games Thursday through Sunday. Problem is that some of those are high volume days. So that makes it a little bit tougher in terms of getting value, but they do have two quality days there. They play, um, well, not at the end of the week, they play the Thursday, Friday, Sunday. So you get the game on Thursday and then Friday, Sunday, borderline. Boston is the only team that doesn't play on the weekend. So after their little Tuesday-Thursday grouping, you can probably move on from a few guys if you have tried it, like a Brogdon, our Grant Williams. And Miami has only one game between Thursday and Sunday. They're the only team who's got that bad end-of-the-week schedule. In terms of big breaks, 
There is no team that goes more than two days without a game. There's a lot of three game in, uh, sorry, one game in four night stretches, like the heat to end the week. There's a lot of those through the week, but there is no team that has a one game in five nights or a um, three day break or anything like that. There's none of those around because we're get, getting bunches of teams playing three games and four games, and they're pretty evenly spread out with the way things go. There's no gigantic gaps. You've got those three teams that I mentioned that do not play until Wednesday, Spurs, Lakers, um, Nets. You've got a bunch of teams that have um, gaps in the middle of their week, and that's these ones here. So after Tuesday, the Cavs, the Orlando Magic, The Hornets, the Warriors, the Raptors, the Wizards, and the Hawks, they all play Tuesday, and then they don't play again until a 13-game Friday and a 13-game Sunday. So you use them on Tuesday, it's great. There's six games on. And then if you want to move on, a fringe player, Karis Levert, maybe it's Isaac Okoro. It's probably not Mitchell Garland, Alan Mobley. The Magic, Suggs, Anthony, Paolo Bonquero. Maybe it's Wendell Carter. Probably isn't. Um, the Hornets, who knows who's even going to be playing? Maybe you've streamed in Svima Luke. Maybe it's um, PJ Washington Jr. Maybe it's Big Dick Nick Richards. But are you going to actually play them on Friday, Sunday? Don't know. Warriors, DiVincenzo, Kaminga, Looney. You move on after Tuesday. The Raptors, well, who knows? Boucher, maybe he's getting value. I don't know. But you move on after Tuesday. The Wizards, maybe. Kuzma, I don't know if Kuzma and Beal are playing. I think they might be done, but I don't know that. But Gafford, Avdia, Morris, Wright, Goodwin played big minutes last game. After Tuesday, are you actually going to use them Friday, Sunday? That's a question you've got to answer because you can get a drop in there and use someone maybe on the Wednesday with 10 games and definitely on the Thursday and definitely on the Sunday or on the Saturday because they play Tuesday and they've got you know, three-game week looks good, but they all play Tuesday and then not again until Friday, Sunday. So it's actually a terrible schedule. And the Hawks, your Bogdanovich is your Hunter, your John Collins. Maybe it's a Kongu in that mix as well. Yeah, that you could move on. If are they actually useful enough to play on Friday, Sunday? Do you have replacements who are similar or equivalent where if you drop them, getting a game on a Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday is going to be more useful to you? And that's a question that I can't answer for you, but I'm putting the question in your head to look at your roster to see what makes sense. For weekly leagues, this is leagues when you change your lineup once a week. Surely we know that by now. Guys, you can add you know, more. It's not about when the, de- the games are played. It's about what, how many games are played. So we're really looking at Portland, obviously, Watford and Sharp. We're looking at Bagley in Detroit, looking at Killian Hayes in Detroit. I think Thibault's an interesting one. His game last time was stinking, and it does really make you worry. But I think they'll give him 20-plus a night, and they've got four games. You've got Mark Williams back. Oh, hi, Mark. He did come off the bench and he did play limited minutes, but I still think with three games, he is worth it. KCP is worth grabbing for a weekly league. Very different in a daily changes league. Um, And then Nasri, they are seemingly committing to trying to go big and give him minutes. I don't know if that means 10 or 20, but they do have four games and that makes it somewhat interesting. On the sit side of things for a category league, well, with three games and then one of them are back-to-back, it's very hard for me to say Rob Williams and Al Horford are starts with two games this week. Almost impossible. Royce O'Neal's only got three games. Karis Levert's only got three. Bogdanovich has got three. Sadiq Bey's got three. And then the Spurs. Like you can't, they've got three max and you can't trust them. So I, I find it very hard to start a lot of those guys um, because, again, they all might be reduced to two games and that's not worth it. So it's very hard for me to look at any of those guys as starts. For points leagues, we're looking at Bagley, Hayes, Anderson, 
Kyle Anderson, that is. These are available in all 40% of leagues. Shaden Sharp, Horton Tucker, Trent Watford, Mark Williams, KJ Martin. A lot of the same names there. And then sitting, it's the same sort of stuff. You don't want to trust the Spurs. You don't want to trust Horford and Williams with likely two games. You've got Vanderbilt and Melton, who are better cat players than um, points league guys. Uh, Johnny Collins with three, Levert with three, Bogdanovic with three, Sadiq Bay with three. Probably not going to be worth the start, depending on what your roster looks like and their health status, but they're guys that you can consider moving on from. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, please just leave a comment down below. Give it a thumbs up and we're good. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.